0: that it mentions in this verse is humbleness of mind. In going through the book of Judges, you will find the cycle that we mentioned this morning, you will find that when they humbled themselves and repented, that God responded. God always responds to humility. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I mean, it is something we studied in James a couple of years ago. We studied to be clothed with humility. First Peter says the whole thing about being clothed with humility. It is very humbling when we compare our lives to the standard of God. We can be puffed up with pride in and of our own hearts. We can be puffed up with pride. You can always find somebody that in your mind is worse off than you, and that puffs up our pride. But when we come to the standard of God and see His standard, it is very humbling to see how far we fall from that. I'm not just talking the wages of sin is death and all of sin and come short of the glory of God. I'm talking as believers how how far short we fall. And and I want us to to emphasize tonight um, in looking at God's standard and and you'll soon get the standard that we're going to look at tonight. In John thirteen thirty-four it says, A new commandment I give to you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. In John fifteen in verse twelve, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. First John throughout the whole book, but let me just read a couple verses. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another as Christ loved us. John 1 John 3.23 And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us this commandment. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God... Love his brother also. We, we know the whole law. You know, if, if, we, if we got down this whole aspect of loving God and loving one another, you wouldn't need law. All the law and the prophets are contained in those two things. And he said, he that loves God to love his brother. Turn to 1 Corinthians 13. We're not going to go through tonight and look at the characteristics there. But notice 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love, it lists some very um, worthwhile activities and to be commended for. But he says, it doesn't matter if I do not have love, it profits me nothing. Now, we're going to give tonight some characteristics of love. Love does not mean you just approve everything. It does not mean you just are gushy or, or emotional. In fact, um, genuine love takes more life and, and truth in us than we can ever find in ourselves. It has to come from God. This last week, um, One of the emails that I get, a newsletter type thing, in it, Paul David Tripp, in light of Valentine's, put out this list of love is. It really, when you think of Valentine's, you think of the romantic, emotional, that type of love but let me just give some of these characteristics and um we will we will hand these out to you tonight when you leave so you don't they won't be on the overhead uh, you will get a hard copy of these when you leave tonight love is willing to self-sacrifice for the good of another that does not require reciprocation or that the person being loved is deserving. Willing self-sacrifice for the good of another, even when there may be no reciprocation or they're not deserving of it. Love is being willing to have your life complicated by the needs and struggles of others without impatience or anger. Love is actively fighting the temptation to be critical and judgmental toward another while looking for ways to encourage and praise. I mean... There'll be twenty four of these that you'll receive tonight. We're not going through all twenty four of them, but I don't know about you. The first three have made me say guilty as charged. I don't I don't come close to this standard. And the problem is not in the world. The problem is when we as believers start actually, these are direct, a new command I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved. This isn't optional. This isn't pick and choose. And, and this, it's fighting the temptation to be critical and judgmental toward another while looking for ways to encourage them and praise. Love is being lovingly honest and humbly approachable in times of misunderstanding. To be lovingly honest and humbly approachable in times of misunderstanding. Love is being more committed to unity and understanding than you are to winning, accusing, or being right. How many times we are motivated by being right? We want to win. And not in the sense of a competitive spirit, but in in a certain right. We want to prove to you, I'm right. God's not keeping track of records of how many times you were right and how many times you were wrong. We're the ones that keep score. Love is being unwilling to do what is wrong when you have been wronged, but looking for concrete and specific ways to overcome evil with good. An interesting exercise when you receive this would be to take this And it doesn't list any scriptural references here, but to find scriptural references to back up. And Romans chapter 12, when you have been wronged, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Do not be overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Love is being a good student of another, looking for their physical, emotional, and spiritual needs so that in some way you can remove the burden, support them as they carry it, or encourage them along the way. Being a student of others, and and we alluded to this this morning, In the adult Sunday school class of being a learner and seeing what the needs of other people are. Philippians, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the needs of others. Love is being willing to always ask for forgiveness and always being committed to grant forgiveness when it is requested. You know, it's not our job to determine, were they sincere in that? God will sort that out. Why should we carry the burden? I don't know that they were sincere in it, and so I'm not going to forgive them. We ought to lay that burden and say, God, you take care of it. I'm not going to carry this bitterness. Love is speaking kindly and gently, even in moments of disagreement, Refusing to attack the other person's character or assault their intelligence. Don't we live in a day-to-day, I mean, we don't even know how to dialogue, let alone in disagreements. And it rapidly devolves into attacking their character, assaulting a person's intelligence, as the scripture says James says my brethren these things ought not so to be expected in the world they don't have the love of god they don't but we have received the mercy of god so we should put on holy and beloved bowels of mercy we have m- bountifully received mercy Love is a commitment to say no to selfish instincts and to do everything that is within your ability to promote real unity, functional understanding, and active love in your relationships. See, this isn't some... These these lists, he put it out on Valentine's Day. This isn't some chocolate... Syrupy, romantic thing. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that, especially the chocolate part. But the reality is, this is this is stuff that's impossible, except through God. And it ought to drive us to the uh, to the point of the children of Israel, and in the book of Judges, God deliver me from myself. God, I cannot do this and to humble our heart and mind and soul to say no to selfish instincts and to be active in our relationships to pursue love. Love is staying faithful in your commitment to treat another with appreciation, respect, grace, Even in moments when the other person doesn't seem deserving or is unwilling to reciprocate. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, If you love those that love you, what reward have you? Even the unsaved do that. But if you love those that don't love you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, bless them that persecute you, I don't have it down now, do good to them that persecute you. It's That's when, when the other person is the most unloving, that's the opportunity that we have to show love the most. It isn't loving to respond to. When, when they're loving to us, I mean, anybody can do that. But to have the supernatural working in us is when everything about us says no, but we say, God, would you bless them? See, and it begins in our prayer life. Love is refusing to be self-focused or demanding, but instead looking for specific ways to serve, support, and encourage even when you are busy or tired. The key in that is love refuses to be self-focused. They aren't doing this for me, and I think this ought to be, and me and I and Love is daily, and and number 24 is the most important. Love is daily admitting to yourself, the other person, and God, that you are unable to be driven by genuine love without God's protecting, providing, forgiving, rescuing, and delivering grace. In other words... I can't do it, God. And I need your grace. And every believer, every follower of Jesus Christ should continually measure ourselves to this standard of God's love. This is how God loves us. And and to pray that God, help me to walk in genuine love. It doesn't matter how much of the Bible I know. If I don't have love, it profits me zero, nothing, nada, nil, zilch. It doesn't matter. And and the sad part and the rude awakening that it comes in, in our lives what man calls great, God doesn't call great. What Christianity calls great, we'll see if God calls it great. And, and this, I don't know about you, but as, as I go through this, it, it is humbling. It, it drives me to my face before God. It, it's, there's failure written all over this. And to cry out and not to be apathetic, the cycle that we looked at, not to be content with where we are, but to say, God, this is your standard and this is where I am. As I said, we'll give you a hard copy of this. I would encourage you. There's 24 of them listed here. You could add more, but that ought to be sufficient. I'd encourage you to just take one a day in your devotion time and and say, God, I want you to penetrate my heart with this truth. This is how you love me. And as you love me, you've called me to love others. And just take one a day, and you've got anywhere from Four to seven days of variance in a month, okay? That you can miss a few days and still get them. And say, God, use this in my life. Do Do you know what would happen if we as individuals start truly living this? It's called revival. I mean, in our marriages, in our homes in our community, in our church body. And this cannot be ignored and expect to hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. It is It is a blessed thing that you are here tonight on Sunday night. But though I attend church every service and never miss and get perfect attendance for 55 years and have not love, it profits me nothing. And it isn't, it isn't this overlooking sin, it isn't, it's saying, God, take this and help me. It's clear over and over and over again, he says, This is my commandment as I have loved you that you love one another. This is is what makes the difference between us in our lives just going through the motions. This explains... Why God allows certain things into our life. God wants to teach us to love. And, and he loves us that much that he'll put us in difficult things that we say, I can't do this. And he'll say, you're right. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to get bitter. I'm going to get angry. I'm going to, no, I cry out to God. And if, if this isn't foundational in our life, honestly, nothing else matters. And like I said, I, I'd ask that you would pray for me and pray for one another, but pray for me that, that I would be a person that learns to love as Christ loves This isn't a situation that, that any of us here would say, I certainly wouldn't say I'm at a 5 or a 6 on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm in pre-kindergarten in this. And, and this, is, this is foundational and it ties in with this colossians 3 this is all this is all love put on therefore as the elect of god holy and beloved bowels of mercy kindness humbleness of mind meekness long suffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against any even as christ forgave you so also do ye that's the standard And above all things, put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectness. And then the peace of God will rule in your hearts. But the key to it all is let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And as the word of Christ dwells in our heart, the fruit of the Spirit will produce, number one, what? Love. And it's it all comes that down to that. So I know this isn't this isn't a feel good message. This isn't a but this is back to the basics. And it's not it's not looking at others and well they're not doing it. No, it's looking at my own life and saying, God Teach me this, and if we don't, our life is is lived in vain, and that's the last thing God wants for any of us. He has so much greater for all of us. So, um, I encourage you to take these and let it drive you to the Word of God, and daily to just go through and pray God use this in my life and this situation in my life show me how I can can respond show me what to do and add this to your proverb of the day this is your your love standard of the day and say cry out to God for his mercies heavenly father I stand amazed in your forbearing, long-suffering, pursuing love in my life. And Lord, I ask your forgiveness for not loving as you have loved me. And Lord, I pray that you would bring a revival of love for you and love for one another right here in this church body, that the world would truly see a difference and they would know we are followers of you by the genuine Love that is manifested one to another. Lord, this is impossible for us. But whatever you have called us to do, you promise to give us the power to do it. And I pray that your spirit would cause every one of us to realize the seriousness of this and that we would no longer wander in the wilderness of self-centered, self-focused, self-love. But Lord, that we would come from out the wilderness and conquer the land that you have intended for us to live in. And that your spirit would produce in us love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. And may there be great joy individually and corporately as we take steps of obedience To walk in love. We pray this in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen.